Heading into Halloween weekend for week eight of the NFL season, and you can forgive Cowboys and Bears fans for trying to decide if their team is the trick or the treat. Here's one floated for Smith, and it's picked! Brisker, the rookie! The Bears last week looking like they could beat anyone in the league after looking like they were done for a week earlier. For Dallas, look no further than their game against the Lions. In the first half, nothing but trick. Their offense scoring only three points in the return of the Dak. Here's Dak in the pocket. He slammed down by Hutchinson. In the second half, all three, 21 unanswered points and five turnovers in route to a 24-6 victory. Got another open receiver. It's Brown keeping his balance to the 11. Grab your goodie bags. We're breaking down the matchup. Dak Prescott's return to the starting lineup was much hyped for Dallas, though it took a while for him to get going. But by the time things were over, rating over 110, 19 for 25, 8.3 per throw. No INTs, one TD, and he had success connecting with his key pass catcher. Go down the field, and it is a reception by C.D. Lamb. To the line. On the near side, and that's Noah Brown. First time he's looking the other way. He drops it right in there to Dalton Schultz. The game's final score doesn't indicate how close things were, especially in the first half, though. But his return is supposed to ultimately correct a bottom five offense that struggled to find rhythm. That may not be as easy as it seems versus Chicago. They have made things tough on QBs, and not just ones named Bailey and Mack though they took care of Jones and Zappi, picking them off three times. Zappi passes in the air and intercepted by Smith. Cornerbacks Kendall Vildor, Kyle Gordon, and safeties Jaquan Brisker and Eddie Jackson, ratings against all under 90. Chicago with the fifth lowest rating allowed, five TDs against, eight INTs. This is going to be intercepted by the rookie Gordon. Kyler Gordon. One thing in Dak's favor, though, Bears with only one sack against New England, 12 for the season. They've been struggling with pressure up front. Pass is caught somehow by the rookie Thornton. Dallas's O-line may also have the advantage when it comes to the run game. Bears' rush defense has given up 4.7 yards per carry on the year, their 30th in yards per game allowed. Jones is going to run for it. Get it. First down. Tony Pollard, he did Tony Pollard things against Detroit, 83 yards on only 12 carries, almost seven yards per. And look at Pollard into the secondary with one wiggle, a second. And though Ezekiel Elliott didn't light up the Lions, you saw some bursts, two touchdowns, and even a Zeke lead. Zeke breaks one out to the 47. Linebacker Roquan Smith leads the Chicago defense in tackles, so if he can shed defenders and make enough plays near the line of scrimmage, Dallas could end up playing behind the sticks, which is not what they want. Zappi is brought down. Roquan Smith. Dallas on third down, conversion rate of 32.2%, one of the worst in the league. Third and one. Elliott is six for six this year on third and one conversions. That's the first time he's been stopped. Rushing effectiveness, though, ultimately is more important to the Bears. If they can come close to replicating what they did against New England, the rest of the year could be very dangerous for other teams. Three different guys going for 60-plus toting the rock. It was an avalanche of rush yards. Able to pick his way through. Takes off. First down. Uh, Herbert gives them a little something, and, and I like him. He's a solid player. They're down in one. Montgomery picks it up, still rumbling. Dallas is not as generous to runners as Chicago, but 4.4 yards per carry allowed isn't great. It's Williams. He's going to get one. 
He's got a whole lot more. Motivation for Chicago to keep things on the ground as much as possible, Dallas's pass rush, and Fields' propensity to smell the grass. No team has given up as many sacks as the Bears. And down he goes. Ball comes out, but out of bounds. Couple that with number 11 on the Cowboys. Micah Parsons is having an all-world season, averaging a sack a game, and tied for second in the league with seven. And it feels like he should have almost double that number. He's just always around. It feels like he's dead. Oh, this guy is just different. It's not just Parsons Fields has to worry about either. The Cowboys lead the league in sacks by a wide margin. They've got 29. The next closest team has 24. And with seven interceptions by the defense, Trayvon Diggs and company are making life hard on the back end. He knew it was his ball. Something overcame him. And you can just tell by his body language. The Bears' passing attack isn't their bread and butter. If the running game is humming, they just need Fields to make a few nice throws downfield to keep the defense honest, just like he did last week. Throws to the sideline. He's got a receiver, Mooney. He's got a first down. So is it trick or treat? Which Dallas team shows up Sunday? Which Bears team does? You have all the answers. Drop them in the comment section. We now drop scores on the screen. Just wanted to update everyone. So pending a physical, uh, we agreed to trade Robert Quinn for a fourth round pick in 2023. I uh, just want to start out by thanking Robert for everything that he's done. I know when I took this job, uh, he embodied, you know, everything that we were looking for to get this thing started, the way he played um, and who, you know, what he stood for as a human being. Um, I know the Eagles are, are really fortunate to have him. You know, anytime you have a guy that's in the 100 sack club, um, that's pretty special. Um, I've hit on this before. Obviously, part of the tough thing with this job and this position are the tough decisions you have to make. And I always feel like there's the emotional side, um, the human part of it that you know you're affecting not only a, like a man, um, but also his family. And you're kind of shaking that all up. Um, and I don't take that lightly at all. And I'm sensitive to that. Um, you also know that you're tweaking the fibers of your locker room. Um, and that's a big deal too. And he meant a lot to that locker room, but I'm fully confident that the guys, especially on the defensive side, the Jalen Johnsons, the Eddie Jacksons, the Roquan Smiths, Justin Jones, those guys are gonna continue to hold it down and, and be leaders um, on that defense and, and help us continue to move forward. Um, and on the business side, you know, it just made too much sense uh, for what we're trying to do. Um, it's going to allow us to continue to build a highly competitive roster. Um, I think the other thing, too, on the business side and really the football side is I just really trust, you know, Gibson, Mohammed, Dom Robinson, uh, Kingsley Jonathan. Those guys are going to continue to do a good job. <clears throat> and just to kind of finish everything up, I also want to give 
you know, Ian Cunningham a lot of credit. Uh, he put a lot of work into this. Obviously, his relationship with Howie um, went a long ways. There's a lot of trust there. Um, and I also want to thank Howie for, for his part as well. Two-part question. Why about this compensation hit the mark for you uh, and how it fits with the long-term vision? And also, what happens if you can shed us any light on, on Robert's salary and, and how that factors into the deal you guys made? I understand the question. You know, I'm not going to get into the contract part of it. Um, really, you know, it just made sense. That, like I said, Ian and how we have a good relationship. Um, I thought the, the value was fair um, for a good player that has a lot of rush production in his background. Um, so it just kind of worked out. The way that the, uh, like last year when the Broncos and the Rams pulled off, it sounds similar at least for what they did with Von Miller. Did that kind of influence the way that you guys were able to structure this sort of deal to get this one done? Um, we really didn't look into that so much. It was just more of, you know, the, the draft compensation was the main focal point. You heard in the offseason that you didn't plan on trading it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I said, I think the guys around them. You know, I really do trust in you know, Gibson. He's had a good start to the, to the uh, season. Muhammad, he's brought intensity and, and, and toughness to that group. And and even young, you know, Dom Robinson has flashed. He, you know, he took the ball that Roquan got the other day um, and has a promising future. And I think he's going to continue to trend upwards. You guys seem to be having a little bit of momentum or the wind at your back after the Patriots game. Was that at all a consideration when you're sitting there? You've got a week, you know, six days till the deadline. You got some pretty good feelings in the locker room, and now did you might might uh, change that or affect that? Somewhere? Yeah, and that's my man, Yeah, um, I mean, every week we emphasize that. So, uh, you know, just execution, uh, like we always say, situational uh, execution. So, of course, practicing those situations in practice. And, um, I really just think that's carried over from practice. So, just all the hard work we put in the practice just really carried over to the game. 16th for the Moody at the stick. Yeah, I saw the front. Um, you know, I knew they were going to go to drop eight. So, I knew I'd have time back there. And um, we were in, I think, seven man protection on that. So, I had blocking for three guys. So, I knew I'd have time and really more. Zone defenders further out, so I knew I had to extend the play. So that play, of course, the time was going down. So either get a quick completion or uh, throw the ball away to save the time. So I just you know, right out to the right, saw Moon did a great job. Scramble drill, of course, he was right there on the sideline. Into the game, your performance. What did you like most about what you did? What's maybe something you said to yourself that could you do that better? Um, I just like the rhythm of the offense. Uh, I felt like that was good. Um, you know, just in and out the huddle, uh, you know, basic stuff. You know, uh, just all that simple stuff, and you know, just you know how we ran the ball, how we just executed as an offense as a whole. I think you know everybody did a good job, and the one thing that I want to work on is just um, you know, getting more checkdowns, like I've always said. So uh, that's one thing that I'm going to continue to work on. You know, 
course, uh, you know, just uh, running leg throws, like bows and stuff like that. I mean, that stuff like that, you, you really can't get enough uh, practicing. So just uh, those things. The coaches have, have talked about how they're still learning how to get the most and the best out of every player on this roster, mm-hmm. um, obviously including you. And they obviously utilize your legs a lot more with all the design runs. Mm-hmm. Is that the best way to use you? Do you want to see more of that? Because it seemed dangerous. Yeah, I mean, of course, uh, that was the first time we really did that. So um, I don't think their, de- their defense expected that from us. So, um, you know, uh, but to be honest with you, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, if you know, the coaches think that it's going to help us win, then you, you guys already know that I'm going to you know do whatever for this team to you know, help us win games. So it's going to be more quarterback runs, and that's what it's going to be. But, um, you know, I, I do expect teams to, of course, prepare for that more. What kind of lesson did you learn from the, uh, from the Eagles and how they slowed down Michael Parsons? Uh, yeah, I mean, when I was watching the game, um, you know, I mean, they just didn't block and they just made him to read most of the time. So, of course, that's one way to, just, you know, get him to stop the rush. And, uh, I mean, he's a he's a great athlete on the edge. So, of course, going to have to uh, make sure we know where he is at all times. But, of course, he's a great player, uh, fast, physical. And, uh, we're, we're definitely going to have to uh, you know, have a plan for him for sure. Uh, you just completed your 17th start and you're, you know, have very high expectations for yourself and you're critical on all those things. But do you ever have to take a step back and say, I just finished one season's worth of starts? Uh no, not really. Uh, no, no, I haven't looked at it like that, to be honest with you, but I mean, that's cool, I guess. But, yeah, just me, uh, personally, I'm just, you know, just trying to get better each and every day and try to just improve on the things that I can improve on. Late, late third quarter, you had a, a first down deep ball to Darnell. He was kind of play action, and he ran a little double move up the, toward the, mm-hmm. the end zone. I'm just curious, when you walk, went back and watched that, what did, what did you see? It almost looked like you were a little bit frustrated after the play. That... I thought it was a dot. I thought I put it perfectly, but it just kept rising and rising. So, uh, yeah, I mean, just a you know, shot we took and just overthrew by a little bit. McCourty said, like after the game, that some of the plays that you guys were running reminded him of stuff that they saw, I guess, a month prior with Lamar Jackson. And obviously, with Lamar, I mean, there's, I don't think he's got the most designed runs of any quarterback over the last couple of years. Are there things that you see within his game that you could incorporate, that you would like to incorporate, I guess, going forward with what you can do? I mean, I mean, we just, you know, took some of the run plays that they had, and then of course, I mean, Lamar is the you know, best running quarterback in the league. So, um, I mean, anytime you can you know, run that game, that's just always going to help your offense out for sure. Uh, the cut-ups of the plays, yeah, the, the cut-ups of the plays uh, they had, you know, the Ravens on the play, of course. Is there anything you saw in there that, that amazed you? Um, I mean, he's just, you know, quicker and faster than everybody else, so it's like... Christmas is coming. The holiday...
Seven shots up in the tray. I'ma make it rain today. Smiles get a game away, but nothing is the same today. It's been plenty rainy days, but Perky take the pain away. Young and got a whole honey, he don't need no aim today. I take the good with the bad. Most of the time it's bad. Even though I got some cash, I still got problems in my head. I got ops around the corner, and them niggas want me dead. My nigga, why you doing time? Because the other side sneers. Remember, I lost track. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Apollo here from Elite Gaming Mercs. I just want to let you guys know that I will be teaming up with the CNG Podcast. They have been a great supporter of what we do here on the channel that I would really appreciate it if you guys can support them too. You could uh, support them on either Facebook or YouTube by going to the search engines and hitting CNG Podcast. Again, that is CNG Podcast. You could go ahead and hit follow or subscribe to their channel. Afterwards, you'll be able to see me there giving you my sports opinions. All right. Take care. This is Dr. Apollo signing off. Deuces. Hi, I'm Sugar and Vodka, and so happy to be on the CNG podcast. Bear down, Chicago. Shout out the guys, CNG. Yes, sir. I see it. You see it. They see it. It ain't nothing else to talk about, it, baby. Let's go. CNG podcast. Come on, bear down. Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? This is G Walker, one half of the CNG podcast. And I'm CJ, the other half of the CNG podcast. <laughs> Yo, good morning, everybody. What up, G Walker? Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the CNG podcast pregame show, Bears versus um Cowboys. G, how you feeling this morning, man? I'm feeling good today, bro. I'm just expecting a win. I'm expecting a fight. You know what I'm saying? I'm expecting us to get picks off that. I'm expecting a win in J World, baby. <laughs> Hey, I think I think we all are, man. We um we we overhyped, man. And so like I don't know if we overhyped, but we just excited. Um, just because I feel like the bears going in the right direction. But um, we're not gonna hold y'all. We got we got quite a few things to talk about um during this pregame show. But um, I guess we gotta talk about the elephant in the room. Um, the bears had a trade last week, and it was involving Robert Quinn going to the Philadelphia Eagles for a fourth round pick. G Walker, um, how you feel about this trade, man? You know what, man? It was right on time to me, bro, because he wasn't doing nothing for seven weeks, man. You know what I mean? He's not the player that broke the Mike Singletary Bears sack record last year. It's a new season, so he's a new player, and he's not that player that he once was. For the Bears to get a fourth-round pick, which is the highest pick I think we've got in a long time, I'm not mad, man. Let's move on. Let's put the young boys in place, Gibson and Robinson, and, Gibson, and let them get over there. You know what you think about this? Man, look, everybody crying about they should have got a third round pick. They, sh they should have got this, should have got that. I think fourth round is reasonable. The guy has hasn't has not played much this season. He's only played in a, a, a quite a few snaps. But I actually like the deal. I actually think that they got rid of, you know, they got rid of some money moving forward. Of course, they got to pay him, um, what is it, seven point? I'm actually going to pull it up right now. 
they got to pay 7.1 million of his remainder of his contract this season. And then, of course, Philadelphia gets, um, you know, non-guaranteed 14, 13 million, 2023, 2024. But anyway, I thought it was, um, I thought it was a good deal for the Bears. I'm glad they moved on. Hopefully they can, um, you know, build on from this with a draft pick. Um, I don't know what, as far as free agency going to hold for them, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, man. Hey, I totally agree, man. It's just something that needs to be done at this particular moment in time. Ryan Poe's is sticking to his guns. He's not making bad decisions. He's not rushing. He's just doing everything methodically, and he's taking his time. And whatever comes across the table, if it's good for the Bears, it looks like he's going to do it. Yeah, man, I I definitely agree, and it's all about um, you know, letting these letting these first first year GMs, these first year coaches, they still they still got a job to do as well. You know, sometimes they're gonna mess up, sometimes they're gonna you know hit a lick or or do good, sometimes they're not. So we just gotta get we just gotta let them do their job, man. But um, let's move on to the next um topic. Um, this was actually kind of I don't want to say surprising, but um, you know, I didn't know about it, but we got um our boy Roquan Smith. Um, pretty emotional at the podium after finding out that um, I guess Robert Quinn got traded. G Walker, um, let me know what you thought about this when you first heard about it or when you first seen it. Uh, when I first seen it, man, I, I didn't know what to think, man. It's a grown man crying, bro, about another man leaving his team. I don't know what's up with that. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> I wouldn't have cried about nobody leaving my team like that. Uh, <laughs> hey, but he cried. Maybe he felt like he was a big brother to him. Maybe he felt like he was a... Um, a mentor, somebody that was guiding him along. But he should know, man, this is a business, man. And if you're not performing, you're not going to be here. You know, if anything is available for us to be better, the choice has got to be made to make the organization better. And at this time, it was Robert Quinn, man. So why he's crying, maybe he's crying because he knows his ass is next to get traded. That's what it is. His ass is next. What you think about that? Oh, man. I'm still tripping off what, what you said earlier. <laughs> but um, no, man, um, on a serious note, I think the biggest thing here is that Roquan is going to have a bigger um, microscope on him even more because now he's really going to have to be that defensive guy on this team. You know, you, you can say, okay, um, Quinn was, was on the front line. He's going to do his thing. Now they got, now they got to have to depend on young guys, but he, him being the veteran guy in that line, you know, as far as the linebackers and as far as that front, he's going to have to really, you know, step it up and do his thing. Is he going to be worth that $25 million that, um, you know, that he was um, wanting. Is he going to be worth that? We're going to have to see. Yeah, and I totally agree, man. We're going to have to see what he's worth, man. The last two weeks, he's been giving us double-digit tackles. He's been giving us interceptions. So, hey, he deserves to get paid. He's performing. So, you know, it is what it is at this point, man. It's just that you never know. Maybe they're keeping him just to see how much trade value we can get from him. You know what I mean? Or maybe we keeping him, maybe they're going to pay him. You never know. So, Maybe that's why he's crying because he don't know which way is up and which way is down. Yeah, man, it's tough when, when you have a new, when you have a, a whole new front office coming in making moves. Guys are gonna be on the edge, man. Guys' jobs are not are not safe. Nobody's really to tell you the truth. Nobody's job is safe. We can get a, a asshole GM that can trade every damn body. You know what I mean? So you you just never know. But you know he's got he um hopefully he can step up and you know and keep it going at least for the remainder of the season. But um, let's keep talking about him. Um, we got another overlay coming up, and this is pretty impressive right here. G Walker, you pulled this up, man. So explain to the people um what you feel about all this right here. And this is just another example of what I think of Roquan is, man. Nobody ever put up this stat line, man. The guy is a baller. No matter what people want to say, 
no matter what position, the, you know, the linebacker position is not what it used to be and blah, 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 blah. Nobody's ever had one sack, one interception, one tackle for loss, first player in Bears history record that stat line. So he's making the case that, hey, I'm him. I'm that dude. You know what I'm saying? So this was nice to see, man, and maybe it helps him get paid. You know, wherever he goes or if he stays, he's going to get a bag, man. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, he's definitely going to be worth some money. Like I was um saying a few weeks ago during the show, I don't see, you know, I think um Andrew had brought it up about 17 million. I think the the minimum least that he's gonna get around is 20 million dollars. That's that's just my opinion. Um, but he's proven over the last couple of weeks that he's definitely worth a big payday. So, you know, again, we'll just have to see what Roquan's gonna do for the remainder of the season, if he's gonna keep this this just performance, you know, up moving forward but um let's move on to the next um topic which is the bears defense they are seventh in scoring defense they are 12th in total yards allowed they are fifth in turnovers they are third and second uh, second half points allowed they are third in passing yards allowed they are 12th in passing db oas whatever that means but g walker talk to me man what you feel about this I mean, hey, I like this, man. I always felt that the defense was already ahead of the offense anyway. This is this is Matt Eberflus's defense. This is his coordinator. This is a guy from Indiana, you know, the coach or whatever. So I was expecting this defense to be pretty much where it is, pretty much as that's the a middle of the pack defense. Uh Brister is helping with this with these stats. Um Eddie Jackson is helping with these stats. Kyler Gordon's beginning to come along. So you know, we got Roquan, we got the other guys back there, the other linebackers. So everything is going according to plan. On the defense and what I saw coming into the season, I had no worries about the defense being at least good or a little bit above average. So I love to see this. Let's just keep it going, man. What you think about this? Uh, um, I, I like it, man. Um, you know, the Bears defense, I ha I really had no problem with their defense. Um, I kind of knew that their defense was going to be ahead of the offense. But the fact that the secondary is making big strides, that's what I was mostly concerned about going coming into the season. You know, even though they had Brisker back there, I was still a little concerned because I didn't know how Eddie Jackson was going to fit into all this. Gordon has improved over the last, you know, couple of weeks. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm actually um, impressed more with the secondary than anything else. Hey, yeah, I agree. You know, Brisket came along. He seemed like he's the perfect draft pick. We knocked him out the park. He's a home run draft pick. He's been getting, he got his first interception last week. He's a ball. He's always around the, around the ball. So that secondary is looking like it's going to be a no Fly zone sooner rather than later. So I'm hyped. So I hope we get to the ball today. I hope that the secondary is even better today. I agree, man. Um, we, we definitely, um, we definitely, defense definitely going to need to step up today. Um, you know, Dak is back, even though Dak does not put a lot of fear into my heart, per se. But um, the Bears um, still got to deal with their offense. Um, their offense can go off at any time. So um, let's see how they before moving forward but um let's move on to the next um topic and that is the guy we were just talking about jaquan brisker um look at these numbers look look at these numbers um g walker man you put i don't know where you got this from bro but this is actually impressive man yeah man it just goes to show you what i've been saying about this kid and what everybody saw from him is just it's it's week eight man this dude hasn't allowed 80 yards. He hasn't allowed 80 yards. Zero touchdowns. 
and at a 227 cover snaps. That's basically all season. He's basically playing at an all-pro level as a rookie. So this kid looks like he might be all-pro and defensive rookie of the year. I love it. He's a stud. He's a missile. He's he's everywhere at once. It's five Jaquan Briscoe's out there, bro. I love it. Man, what I still I still don't get is how the hell did he get to the second round, bro? If he's putting up these numbers, yeah, how person. did he get to the second round? Like, you know how many draft picks those were before before they even drafted this kid? Like, I you know I don't know if it's a system. People thought that he didn't fit the system, or I don't know what it is, but it just tells you, man, that um, Pose made it made it hit the gold mine with this one. You can't argue with that. Man, you cannot argue with the results at all. I mean, he coming out of the gate looking like Ed Reed or somebody at the gate. Man, oh man, um, yeah, it's crazy, man. Um, but you, man, you guys, um, we got we got a good safety here, man. I, I believe we definitely got good safety. Um, I'm gonna embrace him while he's here. Um, I ain't got no negative things to say about him. Um, we just gonna keep this thing moving, man. And he's definitely, um, to me, gonna be the future of this defense, whether Roquan is here or not. That's my opinion. Yeah, I agree. So let's keep it moving right along with the next guy, the other rookie that started off kind of slow. You know, he was getting burnt every Sunday. You know, he's a rookie. What, what, what more can you expect from a young guy who has to learn the ropes? But he has every intangible to be great, and that's why they drafted him. The person I'm talking about is Kyle Gordon. He's been showing massive improvement, just like they said, like you said. Let's read it. Weeks one through three, 317 yards allowed and pass a rate of 155.8 when targeted. Weeks four through six, only 84 yards allowed and a passer rating of 88 when targeted. That is an immense jump from when he first started, bro. So his first three weeks, he was looking like a bust. His last three weeks, he's looking like Terrell Reeves. What you think about Hold that? on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, G. Walker. Now, the first, the first part you said, he's looking like a bust, I have to disagree with you with that because I don't like to throw out that word bust around because – the thing is, everybody has to fit into a system. Every every rookie that um, a defensive rookie, especially in the secondary, is not a Jaquan Brisker. You know what I mean? Because you got to give some players more, right, right, more right, room right, right, right. to grow than, than others. You know what I mean? Because everybody's not gonna everybody's not gonna get it the same way. But um, definitely um, four through six like made trash. a big improvement. Yeah, he was looking like trash pretty much. But um, I I was gonna give him some time to come around. Um, you know, and, and guess what? We're in week eight. You know what I mean? We're almost to the half of the season. And the fact that he made this improvement going through week four to week six um, tells you that this kid is a quick learner. It tells you that he understood what, what he was doing wrong. And it tells you, um, and it just shows you that, you know, the last couple of games he's been stepping up. So, again, we got to get these guys a chance to grow. The same thing goes for, for um, Justin Fields. The same thing goes for the running backs. Um, you know, anybody who's on the offensive defense, we got to get them the time to, to make that growth. Everybody's not going to have the same timeline as far as when they're going to hit that peak and when they're going to improve um, dramatically. Hey, I agree with you, man. Second half, uh, the first last three games, this guy's been looking like a straight-up stud, bro. I can't say nothing else about him. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Yeah, Kyler yeah. Gordon. So you put you got this next overlay, man. So what's the next overlay about CJ? Oh yeah, we um, I think a lot of people forgot about this guy. Um, okay, he's a first round pick. I know he didn't pan out with with the Raiders. Okay, I get it. This and this and that. 
But I think a lot of people can call it up. Oh, he's a first round pick. He's a bust. He's a bust. I keep telling everyone it's about the system that the guy is in. Put him in a different system. Put him in a system that he can thrive, that, that can play through his strengths. And I guarantee you he's going to play a lot better than what he did in the previous teams. We've seen this with a lot of players, you know, in, in the National Football League. So I want to see. I don't know if he's going to play today against the Cowboys. I know the Bears have a lot of injuries on their, on their you know, um, on the offensive line. So I don't know if he's going to get that chance to play, but I want to see what he's going to do if he gets that chance to see uh, what this guy has out there. What do you think, G. Walker? Hey, man, you look, he's activated today, man. You know, he's activated. Uh, we're taking a chance on him coming from out of Oakland. You know, it didn't work out for him there. You know, maybe he needed a better coach. Who knows? He's a big body. He's strong. He's athletic. So let's just see what he got. Put him on the field, and hopefully he can help Justin Fields stay up. Hopefully he can rebrand and rebuild his own career here in right. Chicago. So I'm excited to see what he can do. Yep, yep. Hey, good good take, man. But um, we're going to move on to the next um guy that we're going to be talking about. Um. Mr. Um, number one wide receiver, <laughs> Darnell Mooney. Um, what is Darnell going to have to do today to keep the game going from him? Because um, it seemed like him and Justin been connecting pretty well over the last couple of weeks. But what is he going to have to do today against a pretty good Cowboys defense? You know what, man? He's just going to have to stay patient. Everybody on this Bears team has to stay patient and just wait. Don't make mistakes. Darnell Mooney, you know, he's going to have digs on him. You know, he's, I'm pretty sure that's who's going to be covering him. It's just that he got to be patient, man. I think he's a, I think he can do some damage today. It's just going to have to be that him and Justin have to have that mental connection. You know what I mean? That, that timing down, that chemistry down. So let's just see if it can all happen again today. I'm, I'm not really worried, but I just expect, um, I just expect Mooney to kind of have a decent game today, man. I just think they're going to, Go off momentum from last week of beating the Patriots, and I think it all helps them today, man. Yeah, man, I could, I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you. I think everything has to do with timing. I think it has to do with the right connection, not trying to over overdo the plays. And, and as long as him and Justin get that connection on the field, and I think you know they start getting these short passes going to at least to start out, and then go with the big plays. Um, let's see if they can do that today, and let's see if Mooney could be a big part of that. But we're gonna move on to um our one of our star running backs, um, one of the guys who've been playing pretty well this season, um, David Montgomery. What is um David gonna have to do today? Because the chatter has pretty much been that a lot of people are taking Herbert over him. But we know with Montgomery, he's a tough runner, he's a hard runner. It showed from, from the game against the Patriots how, how he was just kept going and going and going in that second half, just pounding it and pounding it to him. But what is David going to have to do today against this Cowboys defense that's going to be pretty tough on the inside? Um, You know what? David just going to have to be David, man. The things you described about him earlier, the same things you said, tough to bring down um, yards after the hit, you know, just being who he is, being sturdy. Um, you know, it's it's a lot on him, you know what I mean? And he's going to get a pretty much tough front today. So if he, can, if he can get at least 75 yards against this defense today, he's going to make his case for him to get paid and be the number one running back, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, de I definitely see what you mean, man. And all David got to do is just play consistent. He just got to wait, wait, wait for his turn and just and just go, man. This offense is all about being patient. You know, everything is not going to come fast, quicker than hurry. Um, you know, so as long as you pay, have the patience out there to know when and when and where you're going to make your best move, 
you know, I think it'll work out good for you. But speaking of a guy who has very agree, good patience, man. yeah. But speaking of a guy who got very good patience with this offensive line, definitely doesn't seem like it doesn't matter who they have out there. Um, this guy is always patient when it comes to that, and that is Khalil Herbert. Um, you know, everybody's been putting this guy. Um, this guy was a fifth round pick, been playing like a first round pick. Um, I've been more amazed with him this year with the offensive line they got. But um, G Walker, what you think about Khalil Herbert um, this far going into Week Eight? He's been outstanding, man. He's been outstanding as a second back. He was pretty good. But um, David Montgomery went out of the. He, he was gone for those what one or two weeks. You know what I mean? He's been mm-hmm. consistent. He's fast. He's shifty. He has. A, I think he has a little bit more burst. And in the NFL, you know those holes open and they close extremely fast. And it seems like he can hit those holes a little bit quicker than what Montgomery um, can hit those holes. And I think that's what everybody's saying when he has a big run. He just quicker mm-hmm. at hitting the holes and getting to the outside or cutting back in. So he's good at getting through those gaps quicker than Montgomery um, to me. So I, I love what I'm seeing from Herbert. Even if, if Montgomery's not having a good game today, we got another guy. We got another guy. And he's going to give us 60 or 50 yard or 60 yard run today, man. So Khalil Herbert, man, he's been great since he's been here. He flashed under Matt Nagy, too. So for seeing him actually continue to be better, I can't complain, man. I'm glad we got him on our team, bro. Yeah, man. And for, and for the record, I know G. Walker didn't know, but, man, that 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 Matt, whatever name is, that name is banned on this show. As far as as <laughs> far as bad, that name. Banned bad. on this show. So I don't want to hear no more about, about, about MN, whatever the hell you want to call him. Um, Mr. Clean, whatever you want to call him. But going back to Khalil Herbert, um, you got to remember, man, the Bears are the number one ranked um, rushing offense in the NFL as a team. So as long as him and Montgomery is on the same page as far as playing their games, they're two different types of runners. Um, Khalil Herbert is more of a shifty runner, more of a guy that can find the hole, get to the outside. Montgomery is more of a um, downhill runner. So as long as those two guys play the two different styles, be patient, I think the Bears will be good. But a guy that I am actually want to see get more opportunities, we saw him last week, but I want to see what he can do um, this week, especially, is this guy, Nikhil Harry. Um, I, I, he had one one interception, uh, one reception last week, I think for eight or nine yards. The, the question is, will he get more opportunities this game? G. Walker, what you think? You know what, man? I think it's based off the game plan, man, that he gets more receptions and he gets more uh, throws and all that type of stuff. I'd rather it be based off a game plan than trying to force the ball to somebody that, you know, you can't really force the ball to. You know what I mean? So hopefully he gets more touches and he gets more catches and he gets more throws today because I didn't realize he was that big, man. He's a big receiver, bro. They had him Mm -hmm. on the sideline. I was looking like, yo, he's huge, man. He's a big dude. So if we get into the red zone today, I would love to see him. Justin Fields, I mean, target him in the red zone and target him at. These should be his number one options and number two options in the red zone to kill Harry and Cole Komet. So I'm like you, man. I'm interested to see if he can continue what he did his first game. Got his wind up under him. Got his legs up under him. Seemed like, you know what I mean? He's not looking rusty. So hopefully we get six, seven receptions and a touchdown today, you know? Hey, man, I'm I'm, I'm more excited, man, because it seemed like, you know, this could be the big receiver we're looking for. Um, I think a lot of us is reading too much into free agency. It's not a whole lot of free, um, 
wide receivers and free agency that we could go from. So we got to let these kids grow. This is a great opportunity for them to come to a team, a team that doesn't have a lot of expectations as far as but to grow together and, and, and to get better by game by game. So hopefully he'll get that opportunity, like you, you know, like you said, as far as with the game coming to him, not being forced. And you know, let's see what he does out there. Hopefully, I'm hoping he gets a touchdown today too, man. Um, I'm really hoping that happens. But um, let's talk about our boy with the next um type we talk about our boy that we just mentioned, Justin Fields. Um, let's yeah, oh yeah, oh man, let's let's oh, talk about yeah. this real let's quick. Yeah, it. let's talk about yeah. this real quick. Let's break this down. Go ahead, CJ, take off. Week one, Lance was it Trey Lance? Duh. Week three, David Miles. I mean, come on, we we mentioned it, David. Um, we mentioned Davis Miles. Excuse me, Davis Miles. Come on now, Doug. Davis Mills. Matt, <laughs> Davis Mills, excuse me. Mac Jones was week seven. We just played this man last week. Doug. Now we got Zach Wilson. Okay, that's week 12. That's down the road. But G Walker, you put this up here, man. Um, talk to me, man. What you what, what you think of what you thought about this when you first saw it? Man, this this uh this our last overlay we're gonna get it, y'all. And this was the, the one where I thought was probably gave, gave more shine in Justin Fields than anybody's ever going to give him in his season this season. He's beaten everybody in his draft class except for Wilson, and your ass is next. So that's a big thing to me, man, as far as him not being great at throwing the ball early in his uh this NFL season. You know what I mean? As far as Justin not throwing the ball out quicker, as far as him not getting too many touchdowns, et cetera, et cetera. But this right here is facts. It's facts, bro. He didn't beat Trey Lance, Davis Mills, Mac Jones, and we got Zach Wilson coming week 12, bro. So shout out to Justin, man, for being the best pick in your draft. And that's over that bum in Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> he don't get no flack for being trash because he plays in a small market-ass city in Jacksonville, bro. Oh, you yeah. Know? So Justin's in Chicago. You know what I mean? getting all the cameras on him, and he's still beating this rookie class. What you think? Hey, man, I couldn't agree with you more. I could not agree with you more. None of these quarterbacks that I would mention, they, they don't bring no fear to me at all. They're young. they wet behind the ears. You know, their breath could be smelling like Similac, however you want to say it. But look, man, Justin Fields is proving a point. He, is, he said it himself. He's better than those 11 guys that went ahead of him. And he's proving a point. And he's going to continue to prove that point. And, and you know, you got to give Justin Fields an opportunity to grow at the end of the day. You got this guy who went, who came into the league, went up against one regime that didn't do shit for him. And now he's going up against another regime that's trying to put the pieces around him, that's trying to play to his strengths. So, hey, I'm going, I'm going with the second regime right now. And the way that he's looking, he's looked much improved since last year. Let's see if he's going to continue to do that, man. That's hey, I agree with everything my partner said, man. And we're not gonna hold y'all. We got the games coming in about 30 minutes, 40 minutes. So thank you for whoever stayed. Thank you who, who came and watched us. But well, that's it for us. I don't have anything else. Gonna get you out with this outro video. CJ, you got anything else? Yeah, man. Don't if you're watching this right now on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, like the video, man, at the CNG podcast on all those platforms. Make sure y'all hit that like button. We need y'all to do that. But um, like G Walker said, I ain't got nothing more to say. We're we going to hit y'all off this uh, outro video. Y'all enjoy the game. We'll see y'all next week. Have a good one. And you heard him. Follow us on YouTube, 
on Facebook, on Twitter, all of that, man. Hit us yeah, up. Yeah. One love. Peace. Peace.